Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. Tonight on Ram Showcase, Jared Goff signs a mega extension. Plus, we preview the Rams at Panthers game. And later, Joe Stradamus makes his season picks. Tonight on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to another episode of Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys tonight. Uh, we actually do not have a sponsor for this show, and uh, there's a very specific reason for that, and that is because I want to help you guys. I want to help my listeners. Uh, this is something that I, I did reach out to some people before, and we did have a lot of people signed up, but a lot of people backed out, which is a little interesting to me because the, what I'm doing is I'm having... If you guys are, are listeners to me or Rams fans and you guys have a local business, I am willing to let you sponsor an entire episode for free. And all you need to do is be a listener of, of mine or a Rams fan. I'm just trying to spread some love here. So uh, we are going to be doing that. I did have one that I could have used for tonight, but I thought it might be better to use that for week two against the New Orleans Saints for that preview. So... Uh, so no sponsor tonight. We're going to go ahead and hop into that next week. Uh, but we do have a pretty cool show for you guys tonight. Jared Goff signs a big deal. We've got some more information on how the Rams front office is working. And, of course, we got Rams at Panthers. Not a whole lot to dig into as far as that goes because we don't know what these teams are going to look like this year. Uh, the Rams obviously did not play any starters in the preseason, and the Panthers did play some starters in the preseason, but there's really not a lot to go off of right now. Uh, so we'll get into the preview of that one a little bit later. But first of all, um, we're going to go ahead. First of all, Reggie, I think this this intro music is about done because it's time to talk about the news and notes. So let's get some new music in here, Reggie.
Thank you very much for that, Reggie. I appreciate it. But first up in the news, Jared Goff signs a four-year, $134 million deal that includes $110 million guaranteed. For context, Jared Goff signed a four-year, $28 million deal. It was just under $28 million for his rookie deal, and he will now make more than $5 million more per year under his new deal than he did in the entire four years of his rookie contract, looking at about $33.5 million per year. If you guys are doing math at home, that is over $2 million per game, uh, not inclus- including the postseason. Uh, but here's how this is going to impact the Rams' salary cap. It is being reported that this extension includes a delay in the guaranteed money and that it will be staggered, that he doesn't receive a $110 million check, that that will be paid out over the course of the four-year extension. And he also, it's also being reported that that the Rams will continue to pay Goff what he was already scheduled to make for the next two years. And I, if, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that's about $4 million this year, 22 the next, and then his extension goes in, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But I can definitely get some clarity on that. Uh, the uploaded information on Jared Goff's new deal has not been published yet as far as uh, over the cap or spot track or anything like that. So we don't have the season-by-season breakdowns of that. Uh, but this is kind of some interesting news, all right? So this is this is more of an opinion piece, and, and I, I'm willing to admit that up front, but I, I just want you guys to hear me out here. So Jared Goff's signing follows a Rams recent trend that the Rams do not want to wait for the market to be set by another team and then try to beat that mark. They are the team setting the mark. The Rams signed Todd Gurley before Ezekiel Elliott, and uh, by and Melvin Gordon of the Chargers, and we know how both of those situations were handled. Gordon may not play at all this year, and Ezekiel Elliott just got his deal with $5 million more guaranteed than Todd Gurley received as Zeke got that $90 million deal six years with $50 million guaranteed. Todd Gurley's deal was uh, for 45 guaranteed. And then, of course, Melvin Gordon probably not going to play this year if I had to take a guess. The Rams also signed Aaron Donald before Khalil Mack, and Mack ended up making a little bit more. The Rams signed Jared Goff before the Cowboys were able to sign Dak, and that could very well turn into another holdout situation for the Dallas Cowboys. We have now... We we have now forced the Cowboys twice in, in what will eventually be twice, I'm assuming, to overpay what their stars were scheduled to make simply because we paid our stars first. And that is a trend that it seems to be growing. But not only that, we're now learning that the Rams' assistant GM, Tony Pastors, has been in charge of negotiations and is a really, really big part of these most recent big deals that the Rams have handed out and that he's responsible for nailing down the final details in balancing the deals that include Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, Aaron Donald, and now Jared Goff. This leads me personally to believe that Tony Pastors could be here for only a few more seasons at most until he gets his own GM job, especially now that that information is public. This is something that we did not know beforehand 
you know, uh, kind of, it's always been Les Snead as the mastermind of all of this, but now we're starting to learn that Tony Pastores is a big, big part of, of how the Rams are negotiating these big deals and making sure that they're balanced, making sure that they're good for the team, and then can work long term for the team. I see a lot of fans, and mainly these are fans of, of different football teams on social media, talking about how bad the Rams cap situation is now with Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, Brandon Cooks, and Jared Goff on the payroll uh, for the next multiple years. But I'm here to tell you, it actually doesn't look that bad. As far as, as the Rams cap goes, I mean, they've locked in their, their star players for a long time, which is not a bad thing. It's, 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 it's a good thing that the Rams have these guys for a long time. And Tony Pastor's being a big part of that, but if you look at some of the other positions, I mean, I, I know that the the Rams, they gave the money to Cooks instead of Woods, who seems to be, in my mind, I would say the, the better overall wide receiver, not necessarily the, the better uh, option all the time in, in all situations, but overall, I think that Woods is the better, more polished receiver than Cooks, and then uh, and then you've got, you know, Cooper Cup, who's still playing on his rookie deal, we, we could see Marcus Peters get a deal. Outside of that, uh, it's kind of hard to pinpoint anybody right now that would really be up for more money. I guess you could consider Corey Littleton, John Johnson for sure. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, there's really not anybody on this roster that's going to demand a mega deal. Maybe some pretty solid deals, but those mega deals that break headlines and stuff, I, I don't think that we really necessarily have any more of those. So. Overall, I mean, as long as the Rams can keep the pieces around Cooks, Goff, and Gurley on the offense and can continue to, obviously, Aaron Donald's going to be here for a long time and continue to find that young talent via the draft that may not be ready to play day one, but is ready to play, you know, year two, like we've been seeing. You can see that evidenced right now and the Rams current depth chart with with Joseph Noteboom starting at left guard and Brian Allen starting at center. And then, of course, uh, you know, Abukam started a lot in his second year. Uh, that seems to be what the, the, the trend that the Rams are kind of taking. So uh, it's uh, I, I think it's working. And I, and I think that the Rams are kind of two steps ahead of everybody at this point. And, and again, my point of the Rams giving their stars these deals before these other teams have a chance to do it. If you remember, you know, Gurley and Gordon were taken in the same round of the same draft, and Dak, of course, was taken, you know, a little bit later than Jared Goff, but they're the same draft class as well. So uh, being able to to beat those teams to the extensions, I think, is a, is beneficial for, for the Rams. And then if we would have seen Zeke get his deal before, the Rams likely would have had to try to top that for Todd Gurley, or if Dak would have gotten his money and say it was a, a big deal— then the Rams would have to beat that with Jared Goff, especially because he was a higher pick. He's taken the team to the Super Bowl. So there's a lot of moving parts as far as that goes. But uh, that that is about it for our news. We don't have a lot to go to go into news-wise, uh, but I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit and how the future of this team is really being shaped right now. And I really do think this team is going to be pretty solid for uh, for at least a couple years, which should be fun for us because we are. I'm still like fresh out of the the dark era as i have been referring to it and it's still like almost surreal to me that the rams are even considered a good team i think throughout my entire high school career the rams won like eight games and it was just it was just rough and especially with the broncos being real good and uh, at certain points throughout my life and not being a broncos fan has kind of been rough living out here in colorado but 
But now that I'm a little older, and also, I've kind of talked about this via a sweet 9 minute and 18 second uh, feature video via Ram Showcase Productions, that is just a side side project of Ram Showcase where I published a YouTube video, you guys can find it, it's called The Good Old Days, make sure you guys search the Ram Showcase on YouTube and you can find that video and I will say it, I'm, I'm super proud of it. I am mad proud of that video. I think it came out really awesome. So make sure you guys go take a look there as well as share it. Share it with your friends, okay? If you like it, other people might as well. So you need to share it. That's that's the key. Uh, we are going to have a trivia question. I do not have a hint for you guys, but we will be doing a trivia question on my drive to the bar as usual on the Ram Showcase Facebook page. So if you guys are not on there right now, Make sure you guys go to www.facebook.com slash Rams Showcase and turn on your live notifications. I put videos up there too. I also did a, a little game teaser for the Rams and Panthers. So you guys can check that out on the Facebook page, on the YouTube channel. And I don't believe I was able to put it on the Instagram page, but I did also share the distribution maps and that's on the Instagram page. So make sure you guys do that. Um, but before I keep rambling here, let's go ahead and talk about this Rams and Panthers game. It's time for the game preview. We have the Los Angeles Rams visiting the Carolina Panthers for week one. This game kicks off at 10 o'clock Los Angeles time, so going to be an early one. Luckily, we do not have that many early games, but we do have a couple. Of course, the Rams visiting Pittsburgh later, and uh, I don't remember all of them. I know that when we go to Cleveland, that's a, that's a night game, so we don't have to worry about it there, but... Uh, the early games always kind of get me. They they kind of throw me off a little bit. I have a hard time waking up and getting going. I like the later games. Uh, they're they're 2.30 for me. I know they're 1.30 out there in Los Angeles. 2.30 for me is absolutely perfect. I can wake up. I can do my thing. I can watch the first half of some games and then take off, and it's absolutely perfect. Uh, the Rams are favored by three points in this game. The line has moved to 2.5 on four different occasions, but it opened at three, and it has gone back to three every single time. The weather, we're looking at kickoff, 83 degrees, 0% chance of precipitation and light winds. The end of the game looks to be about 88 degrees, 0% chance of precipitation and light winds as well. Uh, when I say light winds, it's looking like their they're wind gusts aren't going to get over about 5 miles per hour, uh, which is uh, pretty good timing, especially with this hurricane flowing through there right now. It's, gonna, it's looking like everything will be out and good to go by the time the Rams uh, make make their landfall in Carolina, even though they're on land right now. But it will be sunny all day, very hot. The Rams are in their throwback uniforms for this one. The Carolina Panthers opting to wear their whites in the heat, which I know is it seems like a cheap move, but the Rams do the same exact thing until uh, a little bit later into the season. In fact, the Rams don't even see the throwback uniforms in Los Angeles until I believe it's week 11 and then of course against the Ravens the Rams are in the uh, the, the color rush uniforms which I just ordered a custom of I can't wait I'm super excited for that one uh, to come in but uh, that's the uniforms for you guys let's take a look at some history of this matchup uh, the Panthers lead the all-time series 13 to 8 the Rams all-time at Carolina uh, the Panthers hold that series lead 6-4. to four. The Rams have lost the last three in Carolina, and the last 
uh, win in Carolina for the Los or yeah, well at the time St. Louis Rams was December 23rd of 2001. That was the last time the Rams won in Carolina. The first game between these two was on September 17th, 1995. It was a 31 to 10 win for the Rams, and then the most recent game, uh, which was in 2016, it was a 13 to 10 win for the Panthers. This is Jared Goff's first game against the Panthers. He he was uh, the the Rams and Panthers did play in Goff's rookie season, but Keenum was still listed as the starter. Uh, between these two, they've played in only one playoff game, and that was on January 10th of 2004. A game many of you guys might remember it was a very very good game. The Rams did lose that one in double overtime, 29-23. to Steve Smith scored on a long touchdown there. Let's take a look at the injury report on the Carolina Panthers' side. Uh, rookie tackle Greg Little, Little suffered a concussion in the third preseason game, and linebacker Bruce Irvin, he's got a hammy issue, and neither of them participated in practice on Wednesday. Uh, Greg Little, he is a, a rookie left tackle, and he is listed as the backup. And if Bruce Irvin can't go, then it looks like rookie linebacker Brian Burns could make the start. Uh, but on the Rams side of the injury report, check it out. None. There is no players on the Rams injury report, and this is becoming a trend. The Rams have been a very healthy team. Let's go ahead and knock on wood, everybody. And, you know, the Rams have been an extremely healthy team for the last few years. I think that their training staff is has got to be top-notch. It's got to be talked about, right? Like, in, in the right circles, I feel like, the, the Rams training staff and, and how how they handle their players, I think it's it's got to be talked about because the Rams have been an extremely healthy team for the last few years. Since McVay has arrived, the Rams have been very healthy. Again, with no starters playing in preseason, that gave some guys like Cooper Cup. Uh, and Todd Gurley some extra time to kind of sit back and, and kind of lick their wounds from a year ago. Of course, uh, we know that, that Cooper Cup is good to go. We know that Todd Gurley is good to go. So no injuries for the Rams heading into week one. Hopefully we can keep it that way for a long time. The 3-2-C in this game, I got the I have Jared Goff versus the Carolina Panthers secondary. And the, one of the biggest reasons I have this is because uh, football fans generally have a pretty short attention span, and really what I'm looking for here is for Jared Goff to actually throw some some pretty sweet footballs, and what, what I said about the, the attention span, Ram, uh, fans mostly around the NFL, I, I see this a little bit less with Rams fans, but it is happening, that the, they're only looking at the most recent game, and that was a pretty rough offensive game for the LA Rams, it, it just was. And uh, there was some some other ones, but you know, if you look back at like the, the the game the Rams had against the Chicago Bears, only scoring six points there, and you know nobody at that point counted out the Rams. And then they go to the Super Bowl, only put up three points, had their best defensive performance of the season, but that got completely overshadowed by the fact that the offense only could put up three points. But these fans have this short attention span, and I'm looking for Jared Goff to really just kind of settle that down a little bit because people right now, they're they're laughing at his contract, which, I mean, I guess I understand, but also it's the market now. I'm not surprised by this deal at all. I actually, my guess was four years, 130 and 105 guaranteed, so I even undershot uh, with that one just a little bit, but I did undershoot it. 
Uh, my next matchup to watch here is going to be Todd Gurley versus the Carolina Panthers front seven. They do have an extremely talented front seven. Obviously, uh, their linebackers, especially in the middle, are extremely strong. Thomas Coot and Keekly get back there. So I'm looking here to see if Todd Gurley is Todd Gurley still, which all accounts say that he is. But at the same time, we just don't really know because... Uh, because of the media, really. The media blew out that story of his knee. Uh, hashtag bunchy knee. Uh, I was pretty sure it was trending there for a little while. That's an inside joke, and to explain it, uh, Todd Gurley took a picture with somebody else, and they were wearing some kind of like sweatpants or whatever. Uh, but Todd Gurley's pant legs were bunched up, and I commented that, I was like, hey, he's got the bunchy knee, man. It's it's over. His career's done. And uh, a couple of us have, have, have kept that going. So that's good news for everybody. And my third matchup to watch is going to be Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters versus DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. So Aqib Tlaib is really reaching that age now where we don't know how long he can be productive. And this is a pretty good starting point because DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, both pretty fast and shifty wide receivers. Marcus Peters, I'm expecting to kind of, you know, he's going to be Marcus Peters. He's going to sit back in the zone and he's going to kind of pick it apart from there, but... Uh, but I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how Tlaib does in man-to-man coverage, especially in press coverage. See if he's still got that speed. I know it's only going to be week one and that we really wouldn't be able to see a drop-off until probably around week seven or eight. But I am curious to see how he looks in that one. Uh, so that's going to do it, though, for your game preview. And we only got one more segment, guys. We, we're, we're flying through. Our final segment of the night is going to be a special edition of Joe Stradamus. Joe Stradamus is going to be a segment that we hear all year, so yay you guys. You guys get Joe Stradamus all year long. It's going to be cool, but for this one, I'm kind of doing a little bit of a special one. I'll run through these pretty quick. I don't want to take up too much of your guys' night. We already did a lot of game preview stuff, uh, what we can look at at least uh, but I'll, I'll just run through these ones. We got Jared Goff, all right? I'm going to give you guys some names. There's going to be some certain situations and everything, but you guys will understand when I start talking about him what my predictions kind of look like. So for Jared Goff, I'm doing it. I'm predicting that Jared Goff hits 5,000 yards, and I'm going to go 42 touchdowns for Jared Goff. So not necessarily a record-breaking year as far as the touchdowns go, but 5,000 is what I'm picking. And the reason that I'm going 5,000 but 42 touchdowns is that I think that the Rams, when they're closer to the end zone, I think that that's when they just try to punch it in uh, with one of their many running backs that can get that done. Todd Gurley, I'm going with a a little bit of a down uh, in yardage. Well, I'm going 1,200 yards. I think that he's capable of doing 1,200 yards, and I'm going to go 13 touchdowns. I do think that Todd Gurley has the talent to be one of the top backs in the NFL still. I think that he can obviously find the end zone he's a dual threat and i don't see any reason why he shouldn't be able to get there the only concern is the fact that we know that he's going to have less snaps than he did a year ago he's gonna see the football less than he did a year ago and you can kind of blame the coaches for how Gurley ended the season last year because we did kind of run him into the ground we gave him that steven jackson treatment just give him the ball give him the ball give him the ball and by the time it's the end of the year he is absolutely destroyed He's just been taking so many hits. That running back is a tough spot. Even when you're not carrying the ball, you're probably picking up blitzes or something. And it's a it's a really tough position to play, especially at a high level for a long time. I'm going to say that 
Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Cooper Cup all hit 1,000 yards receiving. They were all three on pace to hit that before uh, Cooper Cup tore his ACL a year ago. I'm going to say that Aaron Donald wins Defensive Player of the Year for the third straight season. Back to back to back is what I'm predicting for Aaron Donald. And there are absolutely some guys on other teams that could battle for that spot. But Aaron Donald has shown some absolute insane dominance. And if you guys have watched Aaron Donald and have kind of have come to understand who he is as a person, that Super Bowl is still in his mind and I think it's fueling him right now. It's kind of like the opposite of how the Saints are handling life. How I, I feel like Aaron Donald, he's he's looking at, you know, the Rams only scored three points. So I feel like in his mind, he's like, all right, well, then we have to just not let our opponent score. And then we win the Super Bowl kind of thing. While the Saints are sitting here setting up uh, like like lawsuits and stuff. And they're just not over it yet. And I feel like that's kind of the opposite. The, the Saints are using last year as an excuse in how their season ended last year. I feel like Aaron Donald would be using how this how the Rams season ended as fuel to his fire. I'm going to say that safety Eric Weddle and cornerback Aqib Tlaib retire after this NFL season. I think that Weddle and Tlaib are in their swan song seasons, along with uh, Larry Fitzgerald. It's, I mean, I've predicted that for like four straight years, but we'll see what happens. I do think that this has got to be Fitz's last year. I think he was just a little bit excited about what Kingsbury and Murray were going to do, but we'll see. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to say that the Rams win 12 games, putting them at 12-4, and four, and win the NFC West. And I don't think the NFC West is necessarily going to be a big battle for the Rams. I think the Rams run away with that division pretty easily. Another Jared Goff prediction. I'm going to go ahead. I'm putting it out there. I'm saying Jared Goff wins MVP for the 2019 season. And right now, it's only... What is this? What day is it? It's uh, the 4th of September. It is the 4th of September. So... Uh, oh, it's my friend's birthday. I'll have to shoot him a message. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say here on September 4th that I think Jared Goff wins NFL MVP. I'm going to go ahead and say the Rams Rookie of the Year. I can't. I don't want to commit to saying NFL Rookie of the Year, but I'm going to say the Rams Rookie of the Year is running back Daryl Henderson. Of course, uh, we've got Greg Gaines, who has a little bit more of a chance to really step onto the field a lot. But I'm going to say that Daryl Henderson performs the best. I'm also going to say that Natrez Patrick starts at least one game at inside linebacker. He is currently an outside linebacker, has played inside before, and is hanging on to this roster. He really was on, on, the, on the downside of the roster and, and probably was an option to be cut. But I do like that he stuck around. His motor is extremely strong. Uh, the opposite, almost, of John Franklin Myers, who is now a New York Jet and you know who just kind of as far as reports go I was not in practice I was not in team meetings but as far as the reports go just wasn't taking it as serious and didn't progress like they had wanted him to and if anything took a step backwards so that's unfortunate for John Franklin Myers I hope he gets it together but I think that that really opened a spot up for a guy like Natrez Patrick and let's see here, the rest of the West. I'm just going to do some predictions for the rest of the West. We won't get into news or matchups or anything. We'll talk about them next week, uh, but we're not going to get into that this week. Uh, but first, I'm going to go ahead and say the Cardinals battle for the first overall pick again. Of course, we know the Miami Dolphins and Cincinnati Bengals are going to be fighting for that spot, but I think the Cardinals definitely have a shot at it. Uh, I'm not sold on Kyler Murray. We'll see what kind of what what happens with that, but... 
I, I think that he's going to have some extremely exciting plays, some plays that we're sitting here like, what was that? That was amazing. But on the flip side of that, I think he's going to take one hit by a guy like Clay Matthews, Aaron Donald, Dante Fowler, you know, any of these guys, and I just don't think that he's got the size to really withstand a full NFL season. We'll see if uh, baseball's calling him again here in a couple of years. Uh, I, I predict that the 49ers and Jimmy G struggle to find their rhythm, and the story of Jimmy G becomes... Instead, it transfers. I think that the story of Jimmy G is going to transfer this year from, you know, how far can Jimmy take this team to, is he even really any good? I think that that's the process that we see. Uh, I don't think that Jimmy G is necessarily the exception to the rule that Tom Brady's backups are garbage on other teams. I think that Jimmy, I, I don't want to say he's the exception, but I also don't want to lump him in there yet. But I just I don't see anything special about him, and I know that the the seven game win or the seven seven game win streak that he had, I think that that gave that gave a lot of 49ers fans and NFL fans reason to be optimistic. But when you enter a team mid season, and you know you are able to just enter the field, there's no tape on you, anything like that, then of course you're going to play pretty decent. If you're okay, if you're an average quarterback, you're going to be fine in that situation. And I think that Jimmy G just kind of took advantage. But I just, I'm not seeing it, guys. I'm just not seeing it. So you can hear it here on September 4th that I don't, I don't necessarily think that Jimmy G is going to do a whole lot of anything special. I think that he's a pretty average quarterback. Uh, the, the, what helps him is the fact that his, his offensive coordinator is, is pretty, pretty good, pretty offensive and, and solid. But overall, I just don't think that Jimmy G is the guy that can, uh, can get them over that, that hump. And I'm also going to predict that the Seattle Seahawks miss the postseason, but just barely. I think that the NFC is extremely strong, and I, I'm not even sure eight wins gets you into the conversation. I'm looking, you're probably going to need nine, ten wins to be in the conversation at the end of the season as a legitimate NFC teams. Uh, but that is going to do it for this episode of Ram Showcase. Week one is upon us. This game will be on Fox, guys. And uh, again, if you guys have not seen the distribution maps, I posted that to the Ram Showcase Facebook page and Instagram. You guys can check them out there. Uh, the area is green. We got Chris Mile, My Myers and Daryl Johnston on the call this week. But uh, it's usually too loud at the bar for me to hear the commentators, so I usually don't listen to them too much. But I know some of you guys definitely do. Uh, but that's it for me. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well, Sheriff Joe Bags, at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. But that's all for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.